Hey, what's going on? It's Anthony Dean, and you're listening to Change the Game podcast for Friday, March 19th, 2021. What's going on? How are you guys? Happy March Madness. Uh, We are back, and this episode, of course, is going to be all March Madness. Uh, We are previewing the entire NCAA tournament bracket for 2021. Uh, This will be the men's preview show. We've got a lot of shows coming up for this weekend. Uh, We will have a women's preview as well. Uh, And then we'll also have uh, later this week some more college basketball as we get deeper into the tournament. Uh, I've got a list of the top 25 NCAA March Madness games of all time. And before we get into the episode, of course, you can check out any of our episodes at www.seethegame.com. Also, you can check us out on Spotify and iTunes. And you can also check us out at either of our social media pages on Twitter and Instagram at seethegame24. So we have a bunch of episodes coming up this weekend and at the end of this episode i'm gonna let you know about all the episodes that we got coming up but for this one this is all about the 2021 men's ncaa tournament nothing else i'm gonna give you my full prediction for the entire 64 team bracket all the games all 16 games that go down today march 19th uh we are now just under an hour till tip-off from the very first games of this NCAA tournament. I can tell you, I am so excited for this. Now, why am I so excited? Because, of course, like everybody else, last year, I didn't get a chance to get my NCAA tournament fixing. Uh, it was terrible. COVID hit. We were on lockdown. No March Madness. It was terrible. Uh, selection Sunday. I remember... Wanting to watch old Selection Sunday shows. That's how bad it got and how desperately I wanted the NCAA tournament back. And now I get it back. Uh, I, I cannot be honestly more happy about this year's NCAA tournament. And let me tell you, this tournament was by far the hardest to pick. I mean, when I first filled out my bracket, put all one seeds in the final four. Uh, because I just really didn't know, and that's not how my final bracket has ended up. I have tweaked it. I feel good about my bracket. Is it going to be 100% right? Probably not, but who knows? Maybe you are looking at the very first 100% bracket. I don't know if it's the first. Somebody's probably done it before, but I know uh, they always have games every year, seeing how far somebody can go perfect. Uh, I wonder if somebody is just like written down a perfect bracket though i don't think they've ever done it like on an online system where a perfect bracket's gone through but i wonder if like even like way back in the day somebody just wrote out a 100 percent perfect bracket but when you look at this tournament there are a lot of big name schools you know the michigans of the world gonzaga then you don't see duke and kentucky and i for one love that no duke no kentucky no problem with me i think it's great that there are new teams in the tournament that are going to get exposure and you've still got big boys in there north carolina's still in there 
My alumni, the University of Missouri Tigers, are in the tournament playing tomorrow against the University of Oklahoma Sooners. And speaking of big-time programs, last night we got four games, the play-in games, and one of those games featured not one, but two of the all-time great college basketball programs, Michigan State and UCLA. And man, what a game it was. I mean, how could you not love that game? UCLA coming back and winning in overtime 86-80 to over Michigan State. Now, today, of course, is the start of the tournament, and UCLA-Michigan State was the main game. The other games that we had, Texas Southern beating Mount St. Mary 60-52 to in a 16 matchup as now Texas Southern will get to go on and face Michigan tomorrow night. Well, actually, not even tomorrow night. It'll be tomorrow at 2 o'clock. So Michigan fans, get ready 2 o'clock. The Wolverines take on Texas Southern. And then you had the 11 seed matchup, Drake defeating Wichita State by one point. 53-52, to 52, another unbelievable game. Drake will now play USC, and I believe that game is tomorrow, uh, tomorrow at 3.30, 4.30 Eastern. So that'll be a good game. USC, I think, is going to do some damage in this tournament. We're going to get into that, but they will face Drake in the first round, and I do think Drake's going to put up a good fight. Most of these games in the NCAA tournament especially in the first round, other than the really high seed versus really low seed matchups, a lot of these games are going to be really good. Other than, you know, of course, like I said, you know, the 116, 215s, you might have some competitive games in there, but usually those are kind of a wash. And then the other 16 seed game for the play-ins, Appalachian State and Norfolk State, another great game, Norfolk State edging out Appalachian State, 54 to 53. So you had two games of these play-in games already that were decided by one point. And Norfolk State, what's their prize? They get to play Gonzaga, only arguably the greatest college basketball team in the last decade. Literally the last 10 years, even longer. This is one of the all-time great college basketball teams. And Gonzaga, for good reason, is heavy, heavy favorites to come out of the NCAA tournament. Oh, and of course, even if you were a Michigan State fan, you could not help but love the UCLA moment. The coach hadn't seen his father in over a year, and he got to see him last night after the game. He finally got to see him after the game where UCLA came back and won. I mean, that was just like that was just a special special moment. Mick Cronin got to see his father, uh, his father who was actually a scout for the Atlanta Braves. And not only was he a scout for the Braves, he did sign Chipper Jones. Uh, so that was a cool fact I learned last night on the postgame show with Ernie Johnson, Kenny the Jet Smith, and Charles Barkley. That was a great moment. I just wanted to point that out really quick, how awesome that was to see. But... Now, we are going right in to the NCAA tournament. The way I wanted to do this is I want to start from the first game of the tournament because I have all of the lines for these first round games for today and tomorrow. 
after that, I won't have the Lions anymore. I'm going to just predict the rest of the tournament, how I feel it's going to go. And here we go. So the first game of the tournament is going to be Virginia Tech and Florida. 7-seeded Florida, 10-seeded Virginia Tech. And actually, Virginia Tech comes into this one as a a 1.5 favorite on the spread. I'm going with the... I don't know. I guess this is an upset according to the line, but they're a seven seed. I'm going with the Florida Gators. Uh, the Gators did struggle a bit at times in the season. After they lost Keontae Johnson four games into the season, they really never got their footing. They lost by 15 to Alabama. They almost came back against Missouri, but they couldn't finish off the comeback. Uh, it's... I just feel like Florida is going to figure it out. They did beat Tennessee. They lost to Florida State by 12. I just feel like Florida is a team that's really capable of beating anybody as long as, you know, four players on the team do score in double figures. I really feel like Florida is going to get it together. They're going to play some solid defense. And the Hokies were really blasted by COVID, I think. This is a situation where COVID is going to affect the tournament. Um, not saying the players are going to get it, but the team has already been affected by COVID. They had five of their last eight games canceled because of COVID. And then they lost two of the three games that they did play uh, out of those last eight games of the season, uh, which is too bad for Virginia Tech because they did start out 13-3. and But I am going with Florida to win this one. And obviously, since they win, they also will cover that one-and-a-half underdog spread. Colgate and Arkansas is the next matchup. That's the 3-14 and 14 seed. Arkansas is 8-and-a-half points. I'm saying Arkansas is going to cover. Arkansas is a team that played pretty well in the SEC tournament. They beat Missouri. They had the SEC Sixth Man of the Year in J.D. Nate. They had six players, average at least one steal per game. This is a team that's going to make a deep, deep NCAA tournament run. First team All-SEC player, Moses Moody. You got a second team All-SEC player and Justin Smith as well. So this team is loaded. They play defense. They can shoot a little bit. This is, this is a team, they led the SEC in scoring, and they were second in rebounding. So this is a team that's going to be a tough out and a dangerous team, and I love the matchup that's going to come up that we're going to talk about with the two-seed in this bracket as well. But I got Arkansas winning, and I got Arkansas covering the spread. No issues there. The next game up, all these games uh, are in the same bracket. Texas Tech and Utah State. And by bracket, obviously, I mean region, actually. Same region for all these games so far. Texas Tech and Utah State. Texas Tech, the last time we had an NCAA tournament, made it all the way. What's well, the championship game? Yeah, they beat Michigan State in the Final Four. I lost money betting on Michigan State in that game. At least they made me money beating Duke in the Elite Eight that year. But Texas Tech comes into this game, four-point favorites, and I'm going with the upset in the betting line and the upset on the board. Utah State, the 11th seed. I'm going with them. Sometimes you just got to pick upsets the way you see them, and I think this is a easy upset. I think many people will expect Texas Tech to win just based off the fact the last time we had a tournament, they were in the Final Four. 
They were in the national championship game. This is not the same Texas Tech team. Uh, they play great defense. They get turnover. They force turnovers. They get to the foul line. They hit their free throws. But one thing about Texas Tech is they have to stay out of foul trouble. I think this is going to be hard. And you've got a walking double-double in Nemius Quinta for Utah State. And he's seven feet tall. He's going to be a problem. I think he's going to be the difference maker. He averages almost 15 a game and then 10 rebounds a game as well. It's a top 10 rebounding team in the country. I, I'm really I'm really sold on Utah State getting the upset today, playing some great defense and shutting down Texas Tech. But Texas Tech, the thing about them is, like I said, they don't really beat themselves. They do make free throws. It'll be a very interesting game, very close down to the wire. Utah State with the upset. They cover their four-point underdog spread as well. Oh, here's a large spread. Ohio State is getting 15.5. Two-seed Ohio State taking on the 15-seed Oral Roberts. This one's a wash. Ohio State will dominate. Uh, they will probably cover that spread. I can't really assure you that they're going to cover a 15.5-point spread, but I'm going to say they do. They win by about a dub. They get a 20-point win. We're going Ohio State. No issues there. Then Baylor and Hartford, number one Baylor, number 16 Hartford. Baylor's getting 25 and a half. Oh, man, I don't know about that. I'm going to say Hartford covers the spread, but Baylor still wins by about 20 points. You know, Baylor might win by 30 or so. I think they'll, they'll take off their gas. You know, Baylor is a great team. They only lost two games all year. It's hard to pick against them. In the next round, they're going to get tested. They're going to get tested a, a few times in this tournament, in my opinion. And that'll just be, uh, this will be the one game for the tournament that they do not get tested. And this will be a blowout, in my opinion. And then after that, we're going to move over to a different bracket as we move into the Midwest region. Liberty, 13-seed Liberty, and 4-seeded Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's getting 7 I actually think Liberty will cover the spread. It'll be close, but Oklahoma State will win this game. I have the utmost confidence in this team. You really just need one name, Cade Cunningham. As long as he's on the floor, Oklahoma State has a shot against anybody. And when I say anybody, I mean anybody in this tournament. This is a team that is going to make a deep, deep run into the NCAA tournament. How deep, you'll just have to listen to the rest of this, and I'll let you know. But I will say, I do think that, well, they'll definitely get to the Sweet 16, and then I'm going to just, I'm not going to spoil what my prediction for that is yet. But Oklahoma State will not cover that seven-point spread today. It's going to be a close game. These games are going to be close. A lot of these games are going to be close, in my opinion. Oklahoma State is going to get the win, though, and they will move on to the round of 32. The next game is the 8-9 matchup out in the, uh, not in the Midwest, actually. We're going back to the South for Wisconsin and North Carolina. My Tar Heels, I am a Tar Heels fan, and I'm going with the Tar Heels. One and a half point favorites are North Carolina, and I'm going to say North Carolina covers because they win by two points or three points. This is going to be an awesome game. Two historically great programs right here. North Carolina, Wisconsin, 
ACC Big Ten. This is going to be a fun game to watch. But I got North Carolina. I got the heels, man. You can't bet against the heels. They did pretty good in the ACC tournament. Uh, they lost to Florida State at the end, but they were up in that game. It was a good game. came down right to the wire. I like the Tar Heels beating the Badgers. The Badgers have struggled this year a little bit. It's going to be a good game, though. I wouldn't be surprised if Wisconsin got the quote-unquote upset, but I'm going with the Tar Heels. Cleveland State and Houston would be the next game up. That's a 2-15 matchup back in the Midwest, and Houston is getting 20 for good reason. Houston's going to cover that spread. They're going to blow out Cleveland State. I say they win by about 25. I like Houston a lot. Big believer in this Houston team. They play great defense, and this is the team I think that's really going to make defense the imprint of their NCAA tournament run. I got Houston going very far in this tournament. North Texas and Purdue would be the next game up, and that would be right back in the south. That's the 4-13 matchup on the south. Purdue is getting seven. I'm going with the Boilermakers to win, but I do not think that they're going to win by much, so I don't think they're going to cover that seven-point spread. I think it'll be like a three-point game, maybe like five, but I don't think they're going to cover seven. They're getting seven for this one. I do not think Purdue covers but I do think Purdue wins the game. So if you just got the money line, go with Purdue in this one. I got Purdue for that matchup. And then after that, you got Rutgers and Clemson. That's a 7-10 matchup right back in the Midwest. And I'm going with the 10 seed. I'm going with Rutgers. Rutgers is actually favored in this one by one and a half. Some of these lines are funny how the 10 seed is actually the favored. Uh, when you got three seed difference, but the lower seed is at, or technically the higher seed, if you want to go by number, the higher seed is favored. But that's the case for this game, and I got Rutgers winning this one. I'm going to be honest. Some of these games were hard to pick, and this was one of the really hard first-round games to pick. Clemson's a great defensive team. They're one of the better defensive teams in the country, and I really don't like picking against good defensive teams. But Rutgers beat Illinois, and I just think they're going to get a big win in the tournament. I think they're going to come through and win. It's cool to see Rutgers in the tournament. I don't remember the last time Rutgers was in the tournament, but I think it's cool. I think they're going to get a win. Uh, do I think they're going to cover that one-and-a-half-point spread? I mean, if they win, they kind of should because you just have to win by two points or more. But I'm going to actually say, yes, they are. I kind of teased that they wouldn't, but no, they'll, they'll cover it. They'll win by two. I was going to say they were only going to win by one, but I changed my mind. They're going to win by two. I got Rutgers winning tonight. That game's at 820. That's going to be a good game, though. Then you got Syracuse and San Diego State. Six and 11. Six seed San Diego State, 11 seed Syracuse. Shout out to Carmelo Anthony. Uh, wish Melo was on this Syracuse team because, oh, this would be a different conversation for the entire bracket. But I got Syracuse winning this one. It's going to be a close game. Syracuse is three-point dog, so I think they're going to obviously cover because I think they're going to win. But I'm a big believer in this Syracuse team. They have an efficient offense. They're great at getting blocks and steals uh, on defense. It's a short rotation, top-heavy production. Buddy Beheim, Jim Beheim's son, is on the team. He's going to be splashing some threes. Alan Griffin also going to be off on the perimeter. Those two yielding more than five combined three-pointers per game. 
I like those two. I like this team. I think Syracuse plays really efficient. I think they get it done against San Diego State. Obviously, right now, San Diego State is getting three. They're not going to cover that because they're going to lose, in my opinion. Going to be a really good game, though. Probably like a, a three-point win for the, uh, the Orange. <laughs> West Virginia and Moorhead State. West Virginia is getting 13. I think West Virginia wins. I'm going to go on a limb and say that they don't cover a 13-point spread, though. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Moorhead State puts up a fight. And sometimes you pick these games, you want to pick an upset like that. I almost did pick the Eagles, uh, who are in the tournament for the first time in a decade after dismantling Belmont in the OVC championship game. It marked their second win over the 26-win Bruin team in less than 10 days. So that was impressive to me. I almost picked Morehead State to beat West Virginia. I don't think it's going to happen. I think West Virginia wins by like five. They'll just hit some free throws late, and Morehead won't hit the threes that they need at the end of the game. But it's going to be an excellent game. I do think Morehead covers that spread, though. I definitely think they cover that 13-point spread, actually. West Virginia moves on, though. Then the last game of tonight, which will be at 8.57 or 9.57 Eastern, Winthrop and Villanova. And that's going to be a pretty good game, too. A lot of people are picking Winthrop. Uh, even Charles Barkley, who's friends with the coach of Villanova, his daughter went to school at Villanova. Charles Barkley picked Winthrop, but I'm not going to do that. I am going to pick Villanova. I truly believe that Villanova is going to make a little mini run here in the tournament. I know they struggled this year towards the end, but I just think they're going to they're going to turn it around. They've got the coach. They've they've got one of the best coaches in America. And when you have one of the best coaches in Jay Wright, it, you can't count him out. I don't think they're going to get 5-12 upset in this one. I'm going with Villanova. Is it really based solely off repetition? Yes and no, but I'm going with Villanova. I think they're going to pull it out tonight. I, I really believe that Villanova is going to pull it out tonight. I think this is going to be a great game, though. I do not think Villanova covers that 6.5-point spread. I think they win by a 3-pointer. Now we move into tomorrow's games and that starts off with a great one with georgetown and colorado here we go another 5-12 game shout out to patrick ewing got georgetown back in the tournament now as head coach of georgetown that is awesome shout out to patrick ewing and shout out to my man alan iverson too uh, another goat you want to talk about goats mellow ai we mentioned a couple already I got Georgetown winning this one, and maybe part of it is just because how much of a fan I am of this school. I mean, I'm not a Georgetown fan, but I'm you know I'm a fan of them being back. That's for sure. I'm a fan of some of the Jays. They come out in their colors. <laughs> I'm a fan of the AI Georgetown jersey. <laughs> but Georgetown is five and a half point dogs. They were a 13 and 12 team this year. You know they. They entered with a losing record, but guess what? They went all the way to the Big East title game, and then they blew out Creighton in the title game. I'm going to say Georgetown keeps this momentum up and shocks Colorado, who does not beat themselves because they are 
a phenomenal free throw shooting team. That's one thing Colorado can hang their hat on is they're not going to miss those late game free throws. I think Georgetown gets the upset. Remember those 5-12 upsets, you got to pick a couple because it's always at least like one or two uh, that win every year. I think it's crazy. One year, I'm pretty sure we've seen all four 12s go. They, 2019 was the third time in the past seven tournaments that number 12s went three out of four in the first round against number five seeds. So I'm always kind of nervous about picking fives over 12s. This year, I've got two 12s going, and this is one of them, and I'll talk about the other one later. But I like Georgetown to move on to the second round. The game after that is going to be their opponent, Florida State, playing UNC Greensboro, four-seeded Florida State. I got Florida State. They're 10.5-point favorites. I'm going to actually say that Florida State covers. I think Florida State's going to put a statement out from this first game that they are here and they are ready to go. I think they're going to make a little run at least to the Sweet 16, maybe even farther. Florida State gets the matchup with Georgetown in the second round. Then we got Kansas and Eastern Washington. Kansas coming into this tournament as a three seed, while Eastern Washington is the 14 seed, and that is obviously out in the Western bracket. I got Kansas. I mean, pretty obvious to me. They'll cover a 10.5 point spread. I mean, Eastern Washington, could they put up a fight? Yes. I just think Kansas in this game is going to look far superior. They're going to get very overconfident. They're going to have a nice 20-point win. And then they'll be set up for the next round where they're going to get tested in a big way. St. Bonaventure against LSU. Who do I got in this one? This one was a tough game to call. Eight versus nine. I'm going with LSU. LSU's a good team. They play good defense. They had the SEC Newcomer of the Year in Cameron Thomas. Average 22.8 points per game. Then you have Trenton Watford on the team as well. He's averaging 16 points a game. Javante Smart at 15.7 points per game. And Javante Smart was second team All-SEC. Watford was first team All-SEC. So, you know, LSU's got some players on this team. They can score. I think they're going to get by... In the first round, make it on into the second round. Uh, past that, probably not. But LSU is going to have a good tournament run. They are getting one and a half. I think they cover because they're going to win by like four, maybe. I'm going to say like four. Then you got UC Cal Santa Barbara or UCSB. That would be 12 seed California Santa Barbara going up against five seed Creighton. Like I mentioned earlier, got blown out in the Big East title game by Georgetown. Creighton is a good team, but this is a 5-12 matchup that I'm going with the 12th seed. I'm going with UCSB. I love their logo, the little hat. I love that logo, actually. I think that's a dope logo that they have on the little, at least the logo they use for whatever logo they use for the ESPN men's NCAA tournament challenge bracket. That's the that's the logo. I love this logo. Ever since I saw it, I'm like, ooh, that's that's a cool logo. You had the conference player of the year, Jacory McLaughlin. They're they're red hot right now. They're on an 18 and one run to close 2021. 
And this is a team that really wins because they out-hustle you. And that's the type of team I love. The type of team that plays defense. The type of team that plays hard. They force turnovers and deflections. I'm going with Cal Santa Barbara. They are 7.5-point underdogs right now against Creighton. That game is going to be tomorrow, 2.30, 3.30 Eastern. I'm going with UCSB in the upset, and they're going to cover that spread as well. The next game is the 2-15 with Alabama and Iona. Yes, Alabama. They're great at basketball now, too. Who knew? They go up against Iona, led by Rick Pitino, one of the all-time great coaches. I'm going to say, obviously, Alabama wins this game. I think that Iona's going to keep it close. Now, Iona's a college that, let's get it clear, they made the tournament now, even years before Rick Pitino got there. But the fact that Rick Pitino's got this team in the tournament, that's definitely saying something. They've got a senior guard in Isaiah Ross who has three 30-point games this season, so they've got a player who can put the ball in the basket. And with an upset like a 215-type matchup, that's what you need. Alabama's on upset alert early. Iona covers a 16.5-point underdog spread, but I got Alabama winning, of course. Alabama's an amazing team. They're going to the second round, no doubt about it. The next game after that is 2-seed Iowa against 15-seed Grand Canyon. Iowa getting 14.5. I got Iowa covering. Iowa's a really good team. They're going to defend well. They've got a player of the year favorite in Luke Garza. He's a walking double-double, and they have an embarrassment of riches around him in terms of long-range shooting come on man you can't pick against iowa in this one they're gonna blow out grand canyon in my opinion they're, they'll cover that 14 and a half point spread i have no doubts about that the next matchup features one of the great college basketball programs of my time although they haven't been great in years but still they've won multiple championships throughout my lifetime I remember three championships from this program. That would be UConn, the University of Connecticut Huskies. They are the seventh seed, and they are playing 10-seeded Maryland. Connecticut is getting three points in this game. I do not think they cover. I think Maryland wins this game. I think Maryland gets the upset. 10-seeded Maryland. Uh, they were not a team that everybody expected to be here before the season, but they're a great three-point shooting team. They are only average on rebounding, and they are not good at forcing turnovers. I just feel like for this game, they're going to hit their threes. They're going to go crazy from deep. They're going to cover the three-point underdog spread and upset UConn. I think that three balls, that's how the NBA is played now. That's how college basketball is played now. Sport of basketball is driven by the three-pointer, and Maryland can shoot the heck out of that ball. They're going to shoot the heck out of that ball and get in the matchup with Alabama in that second round the next matchup we got ohio and virginia another great program of my era virginia i'm going with the upset here though i'm going with 13 seed iowa to upset virginia and set up a 12 13 matchup in the second round with ucsb and ohio listen virginia has been a great program throughout history ohio's a team that only lost by two to Illinois in Illinois. It was back in November, but they took him to the wire. And remember this name, Jason Preston. 
He's the do-it-all point guard. He is the absolute engine for this Ohio Bobcats team. I'm going with Ohio to upset Virginia in this first round. You know, and obviously, you know, Virginia, they had the best record in the ACC this year, but they had to withdraw from the tournament prior to that semifinal game because of a COVID-19 positive test. I don't know. This is another team I think a combination of COVID hit them and then Jason Preston's going to hit them tomorrow night. That game is at 6-15, 7-15 Eastern. Jason Preston and the Ohio Bobcats. I got them winning. Moving on to the second round. Missouri and Oklahoma. Here we go. My alumni, University of Missouri. We are going to win. We are going to beat Oklahoma tomorrow night. I can guarantee you that. We're, we're one-point underdogs. We're going to cover that spread. Missouri. I got the Missouri Tigers beating the Oklahoma Sooners by about like one or two points. It's going to be an absolutely close game. I just think Missouri is able to pull it out late. Despite not being the best coach team, I think Missouri probably will have a little bit of a lead and Oklahoma will almost catch up, just not quite. Kind of like how Florida almost came back against Missouri and Missouri hit that layup right at the end to win it in Florida. I think it's going to be the same type of game. You know, Missouri is a great team. They beat U of I. They've had some big... They beat Alabama, too. They beat Arkansas once. They beat Tennessee. They beat Florida. They beat Oregon. But they've had some bad losses, too. They lost to Ole Miss twice. They lost bad to Tennessee. They've lost to Arkansas twice as well. Not that that's terrible or anything. I don't know. I just... You know, Oklahoma really backed into the tournament an 0-4 regular season finish. But they're a well-rounded team offensively and defensively. I just think Mizzou is going to outplay them. It's going to be a really good game, though. This is a former rivalry. Two former Big 12 schools going at it. Now, when I went to school at Mizzou, they were in SEC already. But I know all about the history of Oklahoma and Missouri, especially in football. And then these schools have had many classic basketball battles over the years as well when they were both in the Big 12. Obviously, Missouri's main rival is in the West Bracket, but that would be Kansas, especially uh, if you're talking about rivals out of the Big 12. But honestly, Mizzou's biggest rival is still Kansas. Even though Mizzou's in the SEC, like Mizzou's main rival is Kansas. That's a fact. And, I mean, honestly, their secondary rivalries are probably still Big 12 schools because there's more history there. Oklahoma, Texas, schools like that. The next game, Norfolk State and Gonzaga. Gonzaga's getting 33.5. The number one overall seed, Gonzaga, playing Norfolk State, who just won last night in a play-in game. I'm going to say Gonzaga. Uh, that's a ridiculous spread. Man, I'm going to say they cover it, man. I say they win by 40. Uh, and I'm serious, man. Gonzaga's so good. I don't know. I want to say they don't cover, but this is a game they're going to cover, man. They're going to blow out Norfolk State. And when I mean blow, they're going to embarrass them. They're going to put a statement on opening weekend, and then they'll play Missouri in the second round. Abilene Christian against Texas. Now, this is a very interesting game for many reasons. Texas is a three seed. But they're only getting eight and a half. Doesn't seem like a ton for a 3-14 matchup. Although I guess that's normally the spread. 
I just think that Abilene Christian is one of those teams that, you know, they could test them. They could test them. But Shaka Smart's got the most talented team in Austin in his tenure, and they are red hot. You know, I'm just going to say Abilene Christian. I just think something about them is going to keep the game close. I really think this is going to be a close game, actually. I know a lot of people love Texas, and I like Texas a lot, too. I just have a feeling about Abilene Christian. I feel like because they are one of the top defensive teams in the country, they force turnovers really well, and they limit the three ball. I think they're going to give Texas some problems. Not only do I think they give them some problems, I think Texas is going to be losing at the half, and they will figure it out in the second half, and they will get the win. They'll win by about five points, but I think they're going to get tested in this game. It's going to be another really, really good game. It starts at 8.50 tomorrow night, 9.50 Eastern time. It's a 3-14 matchup. That's probably the most exciting 3-14 game, in my opinion. It's going to be that one. Also, the West Virginia-Moorhead State game will be pretty interesting as well. After that, Virginia Commonwealth against Oregon otherwise known as VCU against Oregon. I got 7-seeded Oregon beating 10-seeded VCU. Oregon's getting 5.5. I'm going to say VCU covers the underdog spread, but I do have Oregon winning this game. Before they lost to Oregon State in the Pac-12 tournament, the Ducks had won 11 of 12. I mean, they were really peaking at the right time. I think Oregon is going to get it done. VCU... You know, obviously, when they had Shaka Smart, they were known for defense. Uh, they are still one of the best teams in the country on that side of the ball under new coach Mike Rhodes. They're actually top 10 in adjusted efficiency, turnover percentage, block percentage, and steal percentage. Uh, so they have a good defensive team. I just think Oregon is going to get it done, and I think they're going to really knock down that three ball. And that three ball, again, that really can be the difference in these basketball games today. I got Oregon moving on to the second round. And then after that, Michigan and Texas Southern won and 16. Texas Southern winning last night in that play-in game. I got Michigan. They're up 25 and a half on the spread. It's a very high spread. Texas Southern showed a lot of heart winning that game yesterday, but I'm going with Michigan covering the spread. Michigan went close to 30. I mean, they might not. It's possible. They might only win by 25, only win by 25. But Michigan's going to win. I'm going to say they're going to cover as well. The Wolverines, the Wolverines, baby. <laughs> I, I got the Wolverines moving on. And then Drake and USC. That's the final game we'll talk about from the first round. Six-seeded USC, 11-seeded Drake. I got USC winning this one. I got USC not only winning, I think they're going to cover that six-point spread that they have. It's going to be a pretty good game. I just think USC pulls away late, wins by about eight. I got USC, and I'm going to talk a lot more about USC in the coming days, but USC is a team that you have to be careful of them. I mean, three of their seven losses were against Colorado, a very good team as well. Uh, So... I just think their massive front court and the, the rebounding that they're able to do, the shot blocking as well. They're one of the top rebounding and shot blocking teams in the country. The only thing that's going to harbor USC is free throws, and that's going to bite them later in the tournament, but they're going to make a deep run in my opinion. Now, that's all the games from the first round. 
So now I do not have spreads anymore because obviously none of these games are official. So now we're just going to start. I'm just going to start from the West bracket and move on. So the round of 32, which starts March 21st, Gonzaga and Missouri. One-seeded Gonzaga against nine-seeded Missouri. I'm going to tell you exactly how this game is going to go down. Missouri is going to have a lead with about three minutes to go. They're going to be up by about 10 points. And Gonzaga is going to close the game on like 11-0 run and win. That's how exactly how it's going to go. Missouri is going to trick its fan base into really believing that we're going to beat the undefeated Gonzaga Bulldogs. It's not going to happen. Gonzaga is going to move on. It'll be razor thin, though. Gonzaga will probably be almost 10-point favorites, and they will not cover. Missouri will cover that spread. I can guarantee you that. Absolutely. I got Gonzaga, though. Moving on to the Sweet 16. As much as I want to pick Missouri, and don't get me wrong, I had a bracket, my dream bracket, where I had Missouri matching up with Kansas in the Elite Eight and Missouri beating Kansas. And then, of course, Missouri beating Michigan in the Final Four and then Missouri beating in the National Championship game Illinois. Like, that would be amazing. It's not happening, unfortunately, for Mizzou. I hope I'm dead wrong about this, though. I hope Mizzou beats Gonzaga. That would be unbelievable. And if Mizzou played Kansas in the Elite Eight and they beat them to get to the Final Four, it would probably be the greatest day in the history of that campus. And I'd have to go back to school for that reason, just to experience that. The next matchup, the 13-seed Ohio against 12-seed UCSB. That's what I have in the second round. And I got Ohio moving on. Like I said, Jason Preston, that do-it-all point guard, he's everything for the Bobcats, and I think he's going to propel Ohio to the Sweet 16, a 13 seed into the Sweet 16. I got Ohio moving on definitely. I'm very confident in Ohio being my lowest-seeded team or highest-seeded team. However people want to talk about that, whatever, the underdog, they're going to be the biggest underdog to get there, that's for sure. Next matchup, USC and Kansas. Oh, boy. A football school against a basketball school. Well, I'm going with the football school on this one. Another upset. Six-seeded USC. Listen, USC, despite their free throws, they are a great team. And I think this is a team that's going to make a deep, deep run. And they are going to catch Kansas sleeping. Uh, they had to re- Kansas had to withdraw from the Big 12 tournament due to a positive COVID test. And I think COVID has affected this team. I think, again, it's just a weird season where maybe if it wasn't COVID and all that, Kansas could have made a deeper run. Kansas is going to get caught sleeping on USC, and even though they shouldn't, I just have a feeling like USC is about to make a deep run, and that's not the only, that's not the last win they're going to get in this tournament either. I got USC upsetting Kansas. Final game for the round of 32 of the West, I got Iowa beating Oregon uh, 7 versus 2. I got Iowa winning that matchup. Then we'll move on. So what we'll do is actually we're just going to do every bracket. So I'm just going to do the West bracket and fill it into the final four. And then I'll go to the East, then the South, then the Midwest. So that's how I'm going to do it. So with that being said, the Sweet 16 for the West. One seed Gonzaga against 13 seed Ohio. Here we go, Jason Preston again. He's going to lead Ohio. No, okay, I'm just kidding. 
Not a chance. Uh, this is where Ohio's dream season comes to an end. Gonzaga gets a convincing win. Jason Preston's going to do all he can to lead Ohio over Gonzaga. It's not going to happen. Gonzaga gets the win and moves on to the Elite Eight as they should. Then USC, Iowa, two seed Iowa, six seed USC. I got USC in the big, big upset. I got USC. I'm very confident about this one. USC to the Elite Eight, shocking Iowa. Despite their free throw woos, I really like the Trojans in this tournament. I'm very excited to watch the Trojans this year in the tournament because they're my they're my lowest or highest seed. Like I said, it's hard to know what people are talking about when you say highest seed because technically you're talking about like highest seed. The Gonzaga is the highest seed, but it's still a lower number. The highest number seed that I have to get in. To the Elite Eight is going to be USC. That six-seeded USC. But that's where this Elite Eight is going to be. Where USC's luck runs out. Number one seed Gonzaga against number six seed USC. While I do have USC beating Iowa. I cannot have USC beating Gonzaga. As much as I would love to put USC in the Final Four. It would be a bold, bold prediction. I can't. It's... It's going to be Gonzaga going to the Final Four. They're one of the all-time great teams, and they're going to get to the Final Four. They are undefeated for a reason, 26-0. and And after beating USC in the Elite Eight, they will be 30-0. and I have no doubts about that. Gonzaga gets to 30-0 and and gets to the Final Four. Now, the East. Once again, we're going to start in the second round and go all the way through the Elite Eight. Number one seed, Michigan. Number eight seed, LSU. I have no doubts in Michigan winning this one. LSU might keep it close in the first half. I think Michigan pulls away late. Michigan is going to show that they they are for real, and a lot of people are doubting Michigan. You know, there was a midseason COVID pause for them, but I really think, you know, obviously Isaiah Livers being sidelined with that foot injury is big. I'm going to say that Isaiah Livers finds a way to get back on the court. I believe in him. I honestly really believe in Hunter Dickinson. He's been as good as any freshman in the country. Uh, But a lot of people are saying, you know, Livers is going to be the main factor. I think Michigan just has to survive for the first couple rounds and get really to the Elite Eight, and maybe they can get Livers back. Maybe they can get him back for the Sweet 16. That would be even better. Uh, but I think he's going to come back at some point. I got the Wolverines beating LSU in this second round, though. And the other matchup, Florida State, Georgetown, four-seed Florida State, knocks off 12-seeded Georgetown. As much as I would love to put Georgetown in the Sweet 16, I cannot. I have Florida State winning that one. Florida State's a great team. They're going to play some great defense, and they're going to shut down Georgetown in this one. Uh, Sorry about that, Pat Ewing. UCLA and Texas, I had UCLA moving on after a phenomenal win in that first round, not the first round, the uh, playing games last night against Michigan State. It was a great moment and everything, and then I had them upsetting BYU, but that's where their season ends after an upset loss or an upset win against BYU it's just going to be a regular loss as Texas I got Texas beating UCLA no doubt about it UCLA might put up a fight but 
Texas is definitely going to get the win in this one. And then the final game of the second round of this bracket would be Alabama and Maryland. Two-seed Alabama, 10-seed Maryland. Alabama handles them and sets up the big 2-3 matchup that everybody's looking forward to with Texas and Alabama. Uh, So, Sweet 16. I got two great matchups out in the East. Michigan and Florida State and Alabama-Texas. Yes, this one is all chalk, but... For good reason. These are four excellent teams. And the thing is, I mean, it's hard not to go with chalk when, you know, the four best teams are usually the one through four seeds. And in this case, I, I felt like it was pretty obvious that you had to go chalk when it came to the Sweet 16. And I'm going chalk again. I'm going Michigan beating Florida State. And I'm going Alabama beating Texas too. A lot of people are picking Texas to upset Alabama. I just think Alabama's a great team. Not that Texas isn't a great team, too, but you have SEC Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year, Herbert Jones, and, of course, Nate Oates, the Coach of the Year in the SEC. That coaching and that play of Herbert Jones is going to be the difference maker. Alabama's got the best player on the floor, and a lot of times that's what wins basketball games, and I think that's what gets Alabama to the Elite Eight. But Alabama's a popular pick to go to the Final Four. I do not. Have Alabama going to the Final Four. I got the Michigan Wolverines. The Wolverines, baby, getting to the Final Four. Cutting down the nets, at least for this East bracket. Are they going to cut down the nets for the whole thing? I'm not sure. But I do have Michigan beating Alabama. It's going to be a thrilling game. Maybe it'll be the best game of the tournament because a lot of times the tournament's best game actually comes in the Elite Eight. And it's a 1-2 matchup sometimes, too. Like back in 2017, North Carolina, Kentucky. One seed, North Carolina, two seed, Kentucky. The year North Carolina, the year after they lost at the buzzer beater for the national championship game, they went up against Kentucky, and it was an unbelievable back-and-forth game. Kentucky had De'Aaron Fox, Bam Adebayo, and Malik Monk. They almost won that game. They almost came back, but Luke May hitting the shot heard around the world. One of the all, arguably, in my opinion, the greatest NCAA tournament game of all time and speaking of that on the next episode I'm going to be doing my top 25 NCAA tournament games in the history of the tournament Uh, that'll be in the next college basketball episode and we're going to be doing a bunch of them throughout this tournament I'm going to be talking about uh, all the games from the first round so that is what I'm going to do for the next college basketball episode and be talking about reviewing Every single game that happened in the first round, talk about everything that happened, any controversies or whatnot, all the big wins, and then I'm going to do that at the end of the episode. It's going to be the top 25 NCAA tournament games of all time, and then the week after that, or well, not the week after that, but the college basketball episode after that would be following the second round games, and after that is going to be the top 25 NCAA tournament players of all time and I guess maybe not necessarily best players more my favorite players to watch in the NCAA tournament that being said I do have Michigan beating Alabama in the Elite Eight and getting to the Final Four so one matchup in the Final Four is set with Gonzaga and Michigan now we move on to the South bracket once again round of 32 up to Elite Eight for this bracket or this region, I should say. 
One seed Baylor, eight seed North Carolina. Like Missouri and Gonzaga, I think this is going to be a really, really close game. North Carolina is a team that people aren't really thinking about because they're not a high seed and they didn't have a great season, but I think they're going to test Baylor. But I think Baylor's going to figure it out late and get a big win. I think Baylor's going to be tested twice in this tournament, big time. And this will be the first time that they're tested in a major way. You know, North Carolina won four of their last six contests. They did beat Florida State. Then they lost to Florida State, of course, in the ACC tournament. But I got Baylor. They are one of the best teams in the nation for a reason. They are a favorite to cut down the nets at the at the end of everything. I got Baylor beating North Carolina, unfortunately. I wish I could pick my heels, but I can't pick them over Baylor. It'll be a really close game, though. And then Purdue and Villanova. I actually got Villanova upsetting quote-unquote Purdue the five seed Villanova I got them going to the sweet 16 I just feel like Villanova is a team that we're not really thinking about that much you know people are picking Winthrop in the first round I think Villanova not only wins that game I think they win this game against Purdue as well and get to the sweet 16 in a matchup with Baylor as much of a reward as that is I don't know Arkansas and Utah State would be the next game. Three-seeded Arkansas, 11-seeded Utah State, and I got Arkansas winning this one. I got Arkansas winning this one pretty convincingly. Again, I think Arkansas is going to roll into the Sweet 16 beating Utah State. And then Florida against Ohio State. I actually think Ohio State, it might be close in the first half, but I think Ohio State will figure out Florida, and they will take care of business, and that will set up a really big 3-2 matchup. Again, these 3-2 matchups are the games I'm really looking forward to. Texas, Alabama, and then this one, Arkansas, Ohio State. Really looking forward to this game, too. Well, let's talk about the other Sweet 16 matchup I have, which is Baylor and Villanova. And again, I think Baylor is going to learn from their close contest against North Carolina. And I think they're maybe play around with Villanova a little bit in the first half. It'll be close, you know, like a seven-point game. And I think... Baylor will twist the knife, put the brakes on, and win by about 14. And I think Baylor handles Villanova and gets into the Elite Eight with a lot of momentum. And people who pick Baylor to cut down the nets at the end of it, the whole tournament, I mean, they're going to be feeling real confident after the game against Villanova. Because they're going to be scared against North Carolina, but they're going to feel good after the Villanova game. Arkansas, Ohio State. I got Arkansas upsetting Ohio State. Arkansas is a team that people just, I feel like people aren't giving them the respect they need to have. Like I said before, they led the SEC in scoring. They won 12 of their last 13 games. They have a first team all SEC player, a second team player, the sixth man of the year, six players averaging at least one steal per game. They play good defense. They get timely turnovers. I like Arkansas to upset Ohio State. And get to the Elite Eight. And then I got Arkansas upsetting Baylor in the Elite Eight. I got Arkansas going to the Final Four for every reason I just said. They play great defense. They get steals. They are going to catch Baylor sleeping. Not really sleeping on them. I just think that Baylor is a great team. I hated picking against Baylor to be honest. Because like I said at first I did all chalk for my Final Four. All one seeds. And the first one seed that I took off was not Baylor, actually. I I thought I was going to have three one seeds, so I guess it's a spoiler for the one seed that I 
also feels going down. But I think that this one seed is going down in the Elite Eight. I think Arkansas is going to get to the Final Four as a three seed. So I got Arkansas going to the Final Four. So right now, two ones and a three in the Final Four. And over in the Midwest, now the final bracket that we have to do to complete my Final Four. Illinois and Georgia Tech, one versus nine. Illinois will wash Georgia Tech. Maybe Georgia Tech keeps it close for a while. I got U of I convincingly winning and feeling maybe even a little overconfident after this one. Oklahoma State and Tennessee, four versus five. This is going to be a really good game, but I like Oklahoma State. Again, there's really only one name you need to talk about with Oklahoma State, to be honest. It's Cad Cunningham. They have good players all around. Obviously, He's probably going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. He's going to get a lot of double teams, so there's going to be other players that open up for him. Avery Anderson the third, Caleb Boone, and then, of course, we all know that they play good defense. They clamp down the paint against that brutal Big 12 schedule. You know, all they got to do is score in transition, and I like Oklahoma State to beat Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee will keep it close, though. As many struggles as they've had this year, they've been a really good team. It's going to be a good game. I'm really looking forward to Tennessee and Oklahoma State. I really hope that neither of those teams gets upset in the first round so we really do get that matchup because I think that's going to be one of the best games of the entire second round. That's going to be an exciting game. And then from one exciting game to another, you got 11-seeded Syracuse against 3-seeded West Virginia. And let me tell you, I was really, really thinking about picking Syracuse in this one. And part of me still really feels like I should have picked Syracuse. Uh, The games have officially started, so I can't change it. I'm going to stick with West Virginia. And as I'm saying that, I feel like, yeah, maybe I should have picked Syracuse to win this one. It's going to be a great game, but I I do really feel like West Virginia is going to get it done. And West Virginia is going to move on into the Sweet 16 matchup with Houston. Yes, I two-seeded Houston, 10-seeded Rutgers. I got two-seeded Houston getting to the Sweet 16 as well. Like I said, I love Houston. They play great defense. They're almost impossible to score on, uh, especially in terms of college basketball. I got Houston. Then these are the games. Listen, I'm going to say him again. Cad Cunningham, Oklahoma State, four-seeded Oklahoma State. I got them upsetting U of I, number one-seeded U of I. They are a great team. Don't get me wrong. They are a great, great team. They have a great star player over there. It's unbelievable. You know, he's proving that you don't have to leave the state of Illinois to hoop if you're from Chicago. That's fact. But I got Oklahoma State, man. I just feel like Oklahoma State is going to shock the world, really, and knock off Illinois. It's going to be one of the biggest upsets of the tournament. Uh, People are going to be floored when Illinois loses to Oklahoma State, but a lot of people have been calling it as well. West Virginia-Houston out in the Sweet 16. I'm going to really enjoy this matchup. Like I said, part of me really feels like Syracuse might upset West Virginia, but You know, the more and more I think about it, I'm going to stick with the Big 12 program, West Virginia. West Virginia and Houston is going to be a great game. Two teams that play really good defense. Two teams that are going to have, you know, a lot to play for. Especially the fact that 
You know, Oklahoma State beating Illinois. You're going to have a four seed in there. This is going to be a big game, and I got Houston winning. I'm actually very confident in Houston winning this game. Uh, regardless of if Syracuse is able to upset West Virginia, because out of the whole tournament, that's the pick that I made that I really don't feel too strongly about. Is But we'll see what happens in the first round. Maybe Syracuse loses San Diego State. Who knows? But I do feel really confident in Houston beating West Virginia. I'm going with the Cougars getting to the Elite Eight. And then in the Elite Eight, four-seeded Oklahoma State, two-seeded Houston. I got two-seeded Houston getting to the Final Four. As great as Cat Cunningham's tournament run is going to be, it's going to be an all-time legendary run that ends in the Elite Eight. Kind of like Steph Curry, how his run ended in the Elite Eight against Kansas. That's going to kind of be what happens here. Houston's defense is going to overwhelm Oklahoma State, and they're going to figure out how to stop Cad Cunningham. They're going to figure out how to stop Oklahoma State, something that U of I wasn't able to do uh, in my prediction of this bracket, at least. This is in my version of what's going to happen. Houston's going to the Final Four. So, two one seeds on one side and a two and a three matchup on the other. One Final Four game, Gonzaga, Michigan. The other, Arkansas and Houston. So, on one side, I'm going to go with Arkansas-Houston. We'll do that game first. I got Houston winning that one. Again, defense is going to be the key for them. I got Houston getting all the way to the national championship game. I think they're, like I said, I love defense. I'm a defensive guy. And I just feel like Houston's defense is going to be the story of the tournament and that game. Two teams that you really wouldn't expect to be in the Final Four for real, that you wouldn't really think of. This is the most, the biggest expectations Houston had has had really since Phi Slamma Jamma, really by far too. I got Houston moving on to the national championship game and meeting them. 30-0 turns to 30-1, just like Kentucky back in 2015. Gonzaga's undefeated season ends in the Final Four to Michigan. I got the Michigan Wolverines with the Jumpman on the jersey going to the national championship game. By the way, Houston also has the Jumpman on their jersey. An all-Jumpman national championship game. Listen, Gonzaga is one of the best teams of all time. You should pick them for your championship, or you should have already picked them for your championship. But I wanted to go something different. I think Gonzaga is going to get upset. Silly me. Do I think Michigan's a better team than Gonzaga? No, not really. I just think on any given day, one team can beat another. And I think Michigan's going to shock the world and beat Gonzaga. A Big Ten school is going to knock off a 30-0 team in the NCAA tournament. Like I said, just like Wisconsin beat Kentucky when they were undefeated in the Final Four in 2015. But unlike Wisconsin in 2015, Michigan will not lose in the national championship. I'm picking the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan, I'm picking them. Yes, that's right. The Wolverines, baby. Shout out to the Fab Five. Jawan Howard, excellent coach. I got Michigan cutting down the nets. My final score for this game, 74-72. to It's going to be a defensive battle. As much as Houston, I love this team. And honestly, I thought about picking Houston to cut down the Nets. Their defense is something I love to see. And I would not be surprised if Houston cut down the Nets. As a matter of fact, 
if Gonzaga and Houston play for the title, I would pick Houston. I just feel like their defense is so hard to go around. But I'm going with Michigan for the title. I got Michigan winning the national championship game. The least picked one seed out of all of them. Michigan is by far the least picked one seed. But I was one of those few who picked the Wolverines to cut down the nets. And I'm sticking by it. I got the Michigan Wolverines cutting down the nets and beating Houston 74-72 to for the national championship game. And so with that being said, that is all the time we are going to have for you today. And just remember, you can check out any of our episodes that we've had before this episode or any episode coming up this weekend or after that as well on www.seethegame.com also available on spotify and itunes and you can follow us on either of our social medias on twitter and instagram at see the game 24 we've got a lot of content coming up this weekend we've actually got a bunch of episodes coming out this weekend for sure so we've got ufc coming up i've got a lot to talk about a lot of different fights to get into and also i'm gonna at the end of that episode i'm giving you my top 10 ufc fights of 2020 so we're going back to last year and talking about the best fights of the year and then we're talking about a lot of fights that have happened this year and fights that are upcoming in the next few weeks and months so ufc is coming up we got a boxing episode of course the 50th anniversary of one of the greatest fights of all time. Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier won two undefeated heavyweights at the Madison Square Garden in New York City. We're talking about that and, of course, the passing of legendary boxer Marvelous Marvin Hagler. I'm going to talk about what he means to the sport of boxing as well. So we're going to get into a lot of that in our boxing episode coming up. And, of course, we've got the women's tournament. I'm going over my entire bracket for the women's side. Do I know as much as the men's? Probably not, but I really don't know that much about the men's if you want to say anything. None of us do when you talk about these NCAA tournaments. Even the experts, Seth Greenbergs and Jay Billis's, I mean, they know more than me and many people, of course. But none of us really know anything when it comes to these tournaments. We just try to do the best we can. And I'm going to give you my predictions for the women's bracket. And I am going to be doing some women's rankings of the best women's tournament games of all time as well. Got to talk about the women's tournament because it's honestly just as exciting as the men's. It just doesn't get the pomp and circumstance that the men's gets. And then we also got non-sports related content coming up uh also under the sports umbrella though basketball nba the all-star game just happened we're at the past the halfway point of the season i'm going over every team i'm going to be talking about every team at some point in this episode where they stand what they're doing wrong or what they're doing right and what's going on for each team and i'm going to give you my full playoff predictions in that one and then finally the one that i know for sure we're doing as well is going to be a pokemon episode yes a few oh, over a week ago now it was the official 25th anniversary of the original release of pokemon red and blue in japan so back in 1996 so we have to talk about pokemon and what it's meant and just the history of it and i'll probably do a ranking of the pokemon games the main series games from best to worst so check those out we got a lot of content coming up. Check us out, www.seethegame.com, Spotify and iTunes. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at seethegame24. But check us out. 
on our website, www.seethegame.com. And thanks for checking us out. We'll see you next time.